Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with me. I love that my Spotify listeners and even my Apple Podcast listeners are rating and they're sharing this. So would you please do that? If you have yet to do that, uh, subscribe and share and rate. And that just helps us to get the word out to help other marriages grow one Monday at a time. Today, my subject is challenging times challenging times. In fact, I'll say it this way, that every marriage has challenging times. And how you handle those challenging times will ultimately define your marriage. Let me say that again. Because we all, all of us have challenging times. Every married person, every couple, you all have challenging times. And you may not think that everybody does just because people don't post about it, but everybody does. But what really defines our marriage is how you handle those those challenging times. Now, see, marriage and a strong marriage, a healthy marriage, is not made up of just a couple key decisions that are made throughout the course of 50, 60, 70 years of marriage. That's not what makes the marriage. We like to think it is because that's what maybe a movie will show us. You know, one decision and then they're happily ever after. I I teach about that in marriage conferences that whenever we watch a rom-com or we we see the, the, the boy and a girl come together and they kiss and the movie ends, what I laugh about is there's never a sequel to that movie. I, like I remember, for some reason, the only movie that pops on my mind is You've Got Mail. We, we don't see, we see them get together and the movie ends and we don't get You've Got More Mail as the sequel for which they're fighting and they're going through the challenging seasons because that's what couples do. We go through challenging times because when the two become one, we bring in our past, we bring in our present, we bring in struggles, uh, and we enter into this covenant before God for which we're trying to form life together because it doesn't just happen, it takes work. And so when it comes to these challenging times, how we navigate that, how we push through, how we work together is really what defines what the marriage actually will become. When I do premarital counseling, I use this amazing assessment. It's called Prepare and Enrich. I love Prepare and Enrich. I've been using it for like almost two decades. And I give an assessment out to these couples, and they have to go through all of these statements, and they either strongly agree or or agree or disagree or strongly disagree with all of these statements. And one of those statements that comes up is this statement. The difficulties that we have faced prior to marriage will fade somewhat after we've married. The difficulties that we faced prior to marriage will fade somewhat after we've married. And many times couples just simply agree because they think, oh, you know what? It's just going to be better when we're married. It's going to be done. The stress is gone and most of these challenges will go away. And now I will say that some challenges do go away because sometimes the stress that they're underneath has nothing to do with the actual relationship. It has more to do with just the stress of planning a wedding because that is a stressful time. But many couples begin to talk about, well, you know, we didn't see eye to eye or we don't see eye to eye on, on this and it will automatically get better because we'll be married, living in the same place and operating as one. And that's where we begin to have these conversations that simply says you, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just, stuff doesn't just go away just because you put a ring on your finger and now you sleep in the same bed. Now that you get to have sex as much as you want, it doesn't make everything go away. 
we have to learn how to work through challenging times because we all have those. And, and I want you to understand that every season of marriage, every season of marriage presents its own challenges. You've got the honeymoon stage that presents its own challenges. Um, the family stage that presents challenges. Um, when we get to certain ages and bodies begin to change, sometimes life changes like job changes. Uh, when the kids leave the house, I mean, we've got so many different stages of life, different seasons, and every one of them presents their own struggles. And so there are three things that I want to uh, give you to help you to go through these times and these seasons of challenges that will help you, help you define your marriage as a healthy marriage. Number one, I wrote this down, listen twice as much as you speak. Listen twice as much as you speak. It's That's, that's purely scriptural right there, that we should be slow to speak and quick to listen. Slow to speak and quick to listen. I believe that we ought to be listeners twice as much as we are talkers. Because I'm telling you what, my marriage counseling load would be astronomically less if we were more apt, if couples were more apt to be listeners first. If they were just to simply keep their mouths shut and instead of trying to defend themselves or even to go on the attack to look good or even to win the conversation, but if they were just to slow down in the words of the immortal um, Vanilla Ice, if they would just stop, collaborate, and listen, if they would just stop and not, no longer run their mouth, but just simply listen to their spouse, it would actually go a long way during that challenging time because I bet you, I bet you that the moment would be less challenging if you actually stop to simply listen to your spouse and really hear life from their perspective that brings me to number two slip inside their skin slip inside their skin i heard this back in bible college that the best pastoral counselors are the are the pastors that can unzip somebody's skin from their head to their toe and slip inside that individual's life and see life through their eyes. I've never forgotten about that. I remember at first thinking it was just kind of a creepy metaphor, but the more that I've thought about it, it has absolutely helped me to understand people that maybe uh, maybe they're mad at me or mad at the church. And when I looked at the world through their eyes, I began to realize they weren't mad at me or the church. They were actually hurting from something that has happened in their past that now I've just become the lightning rod. And it's actually helped me to help others. And I've not just utilized that in marriage counseling. I've used that in my own marriage. And I've watched other people use that in theirs. Because it's amazing that when you begin to start being a listener first and you're doing twice as much listening as speaking, that while you're doing that, you're now slipping into the skin of your spouse and you're looking at the world through their eyes. Wives, slip inside the skin of your husband. Look at the world through their eyes. They are, they're not the same personality as you. They're not the same makeup as you. They're not the same uh, strength finder, um, Myers-Briggs, whatever. They're not the same person as you. They don't have the same past as you. Look at the world through their eyes. Husbands, same thing. Look at the world through your wife's eyes. See life from her perspective. And if you're having a hard time when you're done listening, start asking questions. One of the great ways to get the perspective of your spouse is to simply ask questions. You're not asking to attack. You're asking to learn. Because I truly believe the best spouses out there are the ones that are students of their partners. Let me say that again. The best, healthiest spouses are the ones that are students 
of their partners. They're students of their spouses. They understand them because they ask questions because they want to learn. Because their goal in an argument and in a challenging season is not to win for themselves. It's to see the marriage win. Which leads me to my last thought. And I wrote this down. Own before you attack. Own before you attack. So look at the progression. Listen twice as much as you speak. Slip inside their skin. And lastly, own before you attack. My, my philosophy of ministry and life comes from Psalm chapter 139. Psalm chapter 139 in the scriptures, the, the psalmist actually says it twice, search my heart, God. And uh, Maybe a better way to say it, maybe a more understandable way for you to hear that is check my own heart. Check my own life before I go on the attack, before I look at the fault of others, before I point the finger of blame. Lord, look, let's look at my life first. Check my life first. And the reason why I put the words own before you attack, because when we go through challenging times, when we navigate challenging times, we can either going, go into it ready to fight for what we think we are owed or what we think we want. But what if before we ever went on the attack that we simply stepped into it to listen, we slipped inside their skin, and we owned anything that we needed to own? That if we look through their life, like we may be blamed for something as a spouse, but you know what? There may be a misunderstanding that is not necessarily their fault, but maybe it's something we projected. Maybe it's something that we did. Maybe there is an action or a word that triggered a bad memory that you didn't even know about. It was just purely out of ignorance. What if instead of defending your innocence, innocence what if you actually owned the moment and simply said, you know what? I didn't realize that offended. I didn't realize that hurt. I had no clue that that brought up a, a bad moment from your past. And today I own that. And I want to ask for your forgiveness with that. What if we simply owned the issue instead of trying to defend what we think is our perceived innocence? Because it could have been ignorance. It could have been intentional. But regardless, what if we just laid down our weaponry? And in the midst of the challenging time, we simply owned it by simply saying, search our heart. Because I'm telling you what, I, I ask this to premarital spouses all the time. When your spouse comes to you with humility, what does it make you want to do? Does it make you want to attack? And then like, no, it makes me want to be humble right back. I mean, imagine you've got a challenging season and the two of you are working through some through whatever it is. Imagine working through it with hard-headed pride. And then now imagine working through it with supple humility that is just ready to work together. I'm telling you what, what's going to make a marriage strong is that couple that just simply says from the both ends, Lord, search my heart as a husband, search my heart as a wife, search our heart as a marriage. Because this challenging season is just that it's challenging, but with us together, being humble, willing to own things and willing to work on things together, God, there's nothing that you couldn't do in us and through us. So that's my challenge today. Work through those challenging times. You're not the only one going through it. And this is not going to be the only time you're going to go through a challenge. But how you navigate it will ultimately help you be a better, stronger, and healthier marriage. That's all I've got for today. Thanks for joining with us. Again, like and subscribe. And make sure to share this with somebody that just needs an encouraging word to grow their marriage one Monday at a time. God bless.